Shell VPR Racing, Dick Johnson Racing, DJR have just revealed their new livery for the Gen 3 Ford Mustang GT Supercar. And who better to talk about it than the man who drives the 17 car, the iconic 17 car, Will Davison. Good morning, Will. Morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well, mate. So what does it look like? How excited <laughs> are you? <laughs> it uh, it looks looks stunning. You know, it's a... Uh, the livery-wise, you know, we know it's, a, it's an iconic Shell V-Power livery. You know, there's certainly been some small, sweet little changes to the livery. Uh, but in terms of the car itself, it's, it's hugely different visually. Um, and there's not one part on the car, even underneath, that's carried over from last year with the regulation changes this year. Um, biggest change in 30 years in the category. It's, it's absolutely massive. It's been a big undertaking. Um, but the car, you know, instantly you see it and it goes, wow, that's different. It, it really does resemble the road car, what you can buy on the showroom. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got a huge challenge ahead of us in these next few weeks to, to get our heads around the car before we go racing. Righto. Well, it sounds like you think the industry needed it, these changes, to go back a touch and uh, have more drivability. Well, it's 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 an interesting, um, certainly I won't say argument, but it's been one of those things, you know, with with moving forwards in the category, you know, uh, it's obviously all about entertainment. It's all about, um, you know, making the the racing close, giving every team the same opportunity. So all the parts on the car are very much controlled now. So um, you know, it's about you know, obviously what resembles what people can buy and drive every day as well. So it's it's always a balancing act in the category with the evolution of technology, um, but trying to, you know, keep everything controlled for all the teams. So, um, you know, it's finally gone to a production-based engine now. So it's effectively, the, the race engine is based on the Coyote Mustang engine you buy in the, in the road car as well. So, you know, we've been using that old five-litre pushrod V8 engine for so long and such amazing engines. So as a purist, I do miss a lot of what we're going away from. The cars we had last year were so refined we had so much individual IP in those cars that we designed in-house. And yep. We've lost all that now. It's all standardised. Um, but it's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's the future and it's a big challenge. And I think from a, a racing point of view, it's going to be so close and the racing's going to be uh, you know, really, really full, full on this year. Yeah. Hey, there's no one better than you to put it in sort of layman's terms, but... Explain the changes to the downforce and the aerodynamic packages. What, what does it mean for a, a driver and, and what we're going to see at home and on our TV screens? Yeah, well, straight, straight away you see the, you know, the, 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 the cars look much more simplistic. So there's a little rear wing on the back instead of the huge sort of rear wings that we've formed on the cars. And same as all the front splitter. You know, we used to have a huge front under tray, uh, which gave us a lot of downforce. Um, that sort of very much gone now they've put about 60 percent of the the sort of downforce off the cars so they've done that to try and enable us to follow closely because we used to get to within about half a second or a second of the car in front and you'd get turbulent air uh, so you'd lose a lot of front downforce which would overheat your front tires so in theory that meant that the racing would sometimes become a bit processional if you like because the cars are so close but no one could get close enough to try and overtake so we're hoping that with you know the aerodynamic efficiency gone um you know it won't have any of that aero wash we called it and you know we'll be able to see more more overtaking so that's the theory (laughs) the cars do have less grip no doubt about it as soon as you drive them 
you can feel they're sliding around a lot more. They're moving a lot more. Um, the cars are lighter as well. Uh, the engine's got a little bit less power, but it, it's quite torquey, the engine. And um, with the you know power-to-weight ratio, effectively, um, you know they're, they're wild. The power comes on quite aggressive. It's hard to control the wheel spin. And um, I think we're going to see the tyres wear out really quickly in the races, which... You know, which will create a whole new new element to the races. And of course, you blokes will probably slow down a touch, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's the old bulls and the young bulls. You know, so we can probably go flat out at the start of the race, and you might look like a hero for a few laps, but you could well pay the price for it at the end. So, hmm. um, you know, as always, you know, professionals, we will we'll, you'll find the best way around it, but um, it's going to be a bit more of a managing, juggling act, I think, in the races this year. I'm not going to put you in the old bulls category yet, but you are making your 500th supercars appearance when the, the season starts in Newcastle, March 10. Mate, that, that'd be a milestone you'd have to be really proud with because proud of because this is a it's a doggy dog world supercar racing, isn't it? But Pat, yeah, th- thanks. Oh, listen, I'll um, I- I'll thanks for making me sound even younger. But <laughs> I did actually, I did my 500th last year already. But, oh. uh, I'm happy to sort of, I'm happy to sort of. Um, keep that as low as possible but uh, no no it was it was it was a proud yeah certainly a proud achievement um i don't really think about it too much it's gone so fast like i still building up for this season like it's my first you know i have that same exuberance and want to do well so i'm still still in the moment but a bit scary (laughs) that i'm one of the elder guys in the series now but feeling good like still you know uh feeling as young and you know as um, enthusiastic as ever so um, keen to be part of these new changes um, I don't know where time's gone but yeah. uh, it's been a hell of a ride so I've, far I've, so let's I've, see if we can get some more good times. I thought you might think that you know because it's such a grind and so constant this this uh, series all year long and and you've you've had 20 yeah. year, 22 years just fly by Oh it is it's, it's crazy it uh, honestly is but um, yeah it's, you know when you it's a, it's a sport that, you know, is, is so full on every year and you you ride the highs and lows and for sure I've been through a bit of everything. But, uh, yeah, being back in an amazing team like Shelby Power Racing, back with, with Dick and the team, where I started my career, it was really rejuvenating, rejuvenating and the expectations are high, the pressure's high, but that's cool. You wouldn't want it any, any other way. Mm. So uh, feeling like I'm getting the most out of myself at this stage of my career and I'm really appreciative to have you know, have this opportunity. I really cherish every moment. And yeah, give I've, it all I've got. I've cherished reading a little bit about you and the whole family, mate. Like, you know, I know Dad, and you haven't even had time to get into the car wash yet, I bet. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> what about your granddad? Your granddad and grandmom, you know, she was one of the first female drivers in Australia, your uncles, cousins, everything. It's it's in the blood. It is, yeah. I grew up, you know, racing family and, uh, you know, we, we shared an incredible passion. So, obviously, my grandfather, Lex Davis, and I've, I never met Lex, but he won the Australian Grand Prix on four occasions and uh, seven children. Then, you know, he passed away racing. And then my, my step-grandfather was Tony Gaze, who was Australia's first Formula One driver. So, um, my dad, a few of my uncles raced, and obviously, my brother Alex and I, my cousin James, the races in America. So, it's a yeah, it's a pretty cool story, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's a passion. We're never pushed into it. Just one of those things, you know. It's, it's all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever dreamed of. And you know, when you love something so much, it's, it's easy to work hard at it. You know, if I looked mm-hmm. at a young Will now, and you knew what was ahead of you to be a professional driver, you you know, it'd be a bit intimidating and scary. But when you're young, you just 
you ride that wave and um, and do whatever you got to do to get where you want to get. So it's, it's been a crazy journey, but it's still going. So, <laughs> yeah, we're just focusing on the now at the moment. Hey, just quickly, I mean, will we see a, a season like Shane Van Gisbergen had last year of dominance, or do you think these new cars are going to level the, the playing field? Oh, it, it's definitely going to level the playing field. Um, and there's no excuses for anyone now. I mean, everyone has got the same parts. Uh, yeah. There is no technical advantage you can get. So at the end of the day, cream rises to the top. And, you know, it comes down to the best people, drivers, best structured race team, organisation as, as general. And now, you know, it's, you know, last year was no different. At the end of the day, the, the best the best teams rise to the top. So, um, but it definitely gives more people that opportunity to step up. And, um, yeah, it could be unpredictable. We saw 10 years ago when there was a regulation change um, with the old cars. It, you know, there was about eight or nine different winners in 2013 that year. Yeah. So um, I think we'll see something similar this year. There could be any team that could come out the gates hot. They could get their heads around the new cars and the regulations quicker. And uh, we're all going to be have to be on our toes, absolutely. So mm. it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to embrace that and and see if we can uh, come out the box hotter than anyone else. And finally, mate, the most important question. Will a fat ageing sports yep, commentator yep. fit into the new Mustang? <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure. We'll, we'll make sure <laughs> we, can, uh, we can get you in there. We're not who we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> I've, sp- I've spoken to Dickie. I've spoken to Ryan. It's <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, not me. I tell you, the, the, roof, the roof is much lower. You'll look at it and go... You know, for the previous Mustang, they had to sort of stretch the car a bit to, to fit the controlled chassis that we used to have. So the Mustang was a little bit morphed, but now it's the exact dimensions of the road car for the Camaro and the Mustang. So super low roof, super small windscreen. So even, you know, me getting in the car, there's not much room. Uh, oh. Once you're in, you're fine, Paddy. It's just it's just sort of folding yourself <laughs> in like a pocket knife. But and out. Once you're in, it's, it's beautiful. He's oh. going to have to go to a lot of drive-throughs. <laughs> oh, I hope my I hope my wife's not listening to this interview. All right, mate. Thank you. Congratulations on the reveal this morning. Can't wait for March 10. It seems like it's come up so quickly, and we'll have a look at these brand new Gen 3 cars. It's going to be fantastic. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. Great to chat, guys. Thanks. Yeah.